God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. It is that time for the Woman Evolve podcast. I am your host, Sarah Jakes Roberts. And let me tell you something. Listen, the struggle has been real, but the struggle is coming to an end. If you were tuned in, then you know that your girl is late for this podcast. And I don't mean my usual late. I mean a whole day late. But let me tell you something. I was out here trying to live my best life. And in the process of me living my best life, I had to move some things around. I wasn't able to do the podcast yesterday because I was supposed to have a parent-teacher conference with you all's favorite little person's teacher, Mackenzie, but they actually rescheduled it and wasted my time with the delegation. That's all right, though, because I am back at it. And I am not being joined by myself. I am being joined with my girls from all over the world. Marissa Moore, a Woman Evolved Delegate, like founding member, is in the building. Kendra Brown, how are you? Hey, child. Cassandra Allen is with us. Let me know where you're tuning in from. I'm being joined from all over the world with my Facebook Live audience. I see Los Angeles is in the building. Boston, and how are you doing, Letitia from Long Island, New York? What is going on in y'all's world? What are you doing with your life? Let me tell you, what am I doing with my life? Um, besides still being in my closet, praise the Lord, which by the way, the audio has been lit and it's been very quiet since I've been in the closet. So just get that, okay? So Carrie said, what's, what happened with Kenzie? Nothing happened with Mackenzie. We were just doing an update, the parent-teacher conference. And she could only do it at three o'clock, which I tried to tell her like the delegation. And I had to meet with the delegation. I can't do three o'clock. But she that was the only time they had available. And then we didn't get to do it anyway. That's all right. No grudges. Candace from Dallas is in the building. What have you been, what has been happening in your world? That's what I want to know. Are you working out? Are you juicing your vegetables or are you eating them? Are you eating carbs to make you feel better? Is it working? Let me tell you, since the last time we got together, my son turned 16 years old, Malachi, turned 16 years old, and all Malachi wanted for his birthday was fried alligator. Now, let me tell you something. Believe it or not, in Los Angeles, they don't necessarily have alligator just laying around. So your girl had to order alligator from Louisiana and fry it. Do you know what kind of love would have a mother frying alligator for her son's birthday. A love so deep and so real that I made it happen. Alligator tastes like chicken. If you've never had alligator, and I don't mean that in the everything tastes like chitlin way that people of my color like to say. Um, it literally does taste like chicken a little bit, okay? Nicole Hall says, my cheat day turned into a cheat week and a half. Let me tell you something, Nicole. Like... Who has time? Who has the time? This 
actually, that is a part of my snack. But what I will tell you about me and eating right and vegetables and working out, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Um, it ain't happening. I did some orange theory last week. I was gonna go this week, but I didn't I didn't I didn't have it in me to do. And sometimes you gotta be okay with not having it in you to do. That's all right. Toya says, I'm eating carbs to make me feel better. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, okay? That's what you gotta do. Sayo says, I'm making the most out of my first job out of college. Praise the Lord. Saints, hey, it's a struggle, but we make it to the other side, okay? So listen, Tapri says, worked out for two weeks, gave up. I hate it. For me, um, Janine is going, she says she's working out again. She's in SoulCycle. I went to SoulCycle. I like SoulCycle. It was a lot of fun. It was like the club and working out, got together and have a baby. But here's the thing. Um, I did some research on SoulCycle and it made me feel like I was cheating. Like I was really getting my butt whooped at Orange Theory and I needed to stay on the theory of orange. But when I needed to have some fun and some diversity to go on to the cycle of salt, okay? Uh, let's see, what else? Mercy says, I was out here carrying to get my life. Then my friend made a pound cake and it just fell in my mouth. Why does food fall into our mouths. Like, I don't even want it. My lips are closed. Let me tell you, my biggest issue is that I um, cook because I don't necessarily crave food from other places. I want to cook stuff. I see things on the Google. I see things on the Instagram and I want to make them. I made an apple crisp that literally fell out of the sky from heaven. And I know butter, sugar, cinnamon. Next time I'm going to put a pastry crust over there so we make sure we have bread. And it food just it just last night I made a pot roast. I made macaroni and cheese. I made sweet potatoes, green beans, and cornbread. It wasn't nobody's birthday. It was just me deciding that I wanted to eat something that made me feel like love. When I eat salad, I don't feel like love. When I eat salad, I feel like pain, discipline, heartbreak, and just being stretched. And and I don't like that. And I know some of y'all do. And when I like it, I like it because I like what happens when I eat the salad. But when I don't like it, I don't like it. Now, how about that? Mary Thomas says, I had chocolate ice cream. Relocation is stressful, but did you enjoy it? I have a word for y'all later on about this whole situation, okay? Um... Let's see what else. Oh, someone said what's Orange Theory. And then someone else mentioned that Orange Theory is really expensive in New York. And I am sorry about that. Orange Theory is not as expensive in Colorado. And that's where I got my membership. Now, I fooled around during summertime and just asked them in Los Angeles how much Orange Theory was. And I basically need a part-time job because who has time to work? Why is working out and eating right and saving money all against one another? See, they need need to be of one mind. They need to be obedient. Bring them thoughts into captivity in the name of Jesus. If I'm going to work out, if I'm going to eat right, and if I'm going to save money, something, someone needs to get these coins together, okay? All right. I'm passionate about this thing. Shanika says, got back into making my food recipes, fall phase for my blog after slowing down, been super busy for about two weeks. Let me tell you what I did make. I made some butternut squash. See, this is what's wrong with me. When my life gets stressful, I cook. So um, on Sunday, I made my family a four-course meal for no reason at all, just being extra. I made salad with, a, it was like an apple salad with walnuts and feta cheese. And I made this dressing, okay? And then I made butternut 
butternut squash soup. Have you heard of the blessing that God is doing through butternut squash soup? He's literally changing lives through butternut squash soup. It's like, it tastes like, it tastes like Jesus on the first day that he was resurrected. Not on the 40th day, because I think when he resurrected, the devil is yet busy. I did absolutely nothing but mind my business. And the Facebook Live quit in the middle of a Woman Evolved delegation. Someone will be sued. Can someone give me Facebook's number so that I can sue them? I'm in the middle of a conversation with my girls and the Facebook Live just ended. Who, see what I say when I tell y'all the devil is busy? There will be a lawsuit. Judge Judy, Judge Mathis, is Judge Maybelline still on the court? I need to talk to somebody down at the courthouse because what we're not going to do is play with Facebook today, okay? I was just sitting here minding my business. It's going to tell me my Facebook Live ended. The devil is a lie. My Facebook Live ain't ended. I've gone through too much. Do you know what I have gone through of fooling with this here podcast and Facebook this season? The, I bind you, Satan. Everything you do is a lie. Everything you do is a lie from the pit of hell. Butternut squash soup out here blessing the lives of people. And it is so easy to make. And I found a recipe where you put cream cheese in it. You could not put cream cheese in it and it would be vegan and it would probably be more healthy. And if that's what you want to do, live your best life. But I made that butternut squash soup and then I messed around and made a grilled cheese sandwich with Swiss cheese, not American cheese, because y'all trying to cancel American cheese. Don't think I don't see what y'all doing with American cheese. Y'all trying to cancel it. But anywho's, I made it with that Swiss cheese. And let me tell you, it was blessed, okay? It was blessed. Okay, so um, that was random, but here we are. That's what we do at the delegation. Get you a butternut squash soup recipe and let that bless your life. Then I crumbled up some bacon on it. So mine wasn't vegan, but it was beautiful. Um, So yes, I take out my emotions in the kitchen. I just be thinking of all kinds of amazing things that I can cook, okay? Francesca says, about this Woman Evolve cookbook, you know what? I've been thinking about doing a Woman Evolve cook show on Woman Evolve TV. A, a TV show situation. Pray, pray my strength. The thing is, I don't measure food, but let me tell you something about the Woman Evolve Cookbook. We use Lawry's. Listen, let's, okay, here, this is what we're going to do. We're going to lay a foundation because last week, the delegation was ripped apart in the shreds. It was heartbreaking to watch what happened to the Woman Evolve delegation. But what I'm going to say is this. We took a poll on my Facebook, on my Instagram, and we took a poll on my Instagram. And do you know what the lie detector test determined? That you are a liar if you're putting lorries in scrambled eggs. You've got to stop doing it. Holiness is right. The cross will redeem you. But Lawry's don't have no business in eggs and we have all agreed and it is time for you to repent and to turn from your ways. And I want to tell y'all this as we lay the foundation for the Woman Evolve Cookbook, the Woman Evolve Cooking Channel, and the Woman Evolve Podcast moving forward. Lawry's is not canceled. We didn't say it was canceled. It wasn't like people was like, oh, well, we don't use Lawry's. No, we do use Lawry's, but we use it appropriately. And so I do want to lay that foundation for all of my cooking endeavors is that you better get you some Lawry's, okay? So that's where we are with that, okay? Somebody's there telling me, no, Jasmine says, no, we putting Lawry's on eggs. Nikki is saying she don't get down with Lawry's. It's either Tony's or slap your mama. Um, I just see, okay, that's all right. I don't, Helena King said Lawry's and eggs are the best. I 
I don't even want to start. Kenyatta. Kenyatta has been walking with the Lord for a long time. How do I know? Because Kenyatta says, Lawry's is for me. That's the only thing it's for. That's literally the only thing it's for. Um, So I just, I shouldn't have even brought it up because I think that it's going to mess up where I want today to be. It's not where today is going to go, okay? Erica says Lowry's for president, just not for eggs. That's basically what we're saying, okay? <sighs> okay. Just one more point about Lowry's. Kira wants to know who's out here putting Lowry's in their eggs. No, ma'am. No, sir. Kira, this is what I want you to know. There's a whole community of Lowry's and scrambled egg eating people that are just are just out here not living their best life. Being, I don't want to say rebellious, but being kind of rebellious. Um, but that's all right. Um, I don't mind that some of y'all say you don't use Lawry's. Um, I don't understand it, but you're, I, I don't mind that. If y'all want to use Slap Your Mama, if y'all want to use Tony's, that's fine. What I do mind is Laurie's going into scrambled eggs. That's where I draw the line. I love Mind Your Business Ministries. And up until I start seeing things that are wrong, and I have, I have a responsibility, if you will, to speak out against that which is wrong. And that's it. But I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I, that ain't no problem. I'll leave it alone because see, and this is good before we go into the holiday season. I want y'all to get this down in your spirit, okay? Sometimes you have family members and there are just some things that everyone is not going to agree on. And the best thing to do is to not eat. I feel a word coming for somebody who has anxiety over being with family and folks who you just don't agree with. This is what we're going to do. We're going to avoid the topics that we don't agree with. You may know something. They may know something. We may never agree that what we know is the same thing, but that's going to be all right. We're going to move on. And that's what I'm going to do with Laurie's. I'm tabling this like we can never talk about Laurie's on the Woman Evolve podcast. I'm telling you, if you come to the Woman Evolve conference, I'm going to see if Laurie's can sponsor it because I want y'all to really just understand the blessing of it, but you can't put your egg, you can't put it on your eggs. But that's, I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. I'm going to leave it alone because it stresses me out when y'all do this. Okay. So how about this? All right. All right. Here's the thing. Um, what else did I do with my life? I went to the movies. And I went to go see A Star is Born. A Star is Born has Lady Gaga and um, Bradley Cooper in it. And let me tell you something. I don't know where you are in your life and in your schedule, but I want to suggest that y'all go see A Star is Born. Um, you know, I know we've seen movies about stars being discovered, but there was something about this film that it just was haunting um, it was, he said some things in that movie that let me know that Bradley Cooper knows where Jesus lives. I don't know if he visits him often, but he said some things in that movie that made me believe that he knows where he lives. And I want y'all to go see A Star is Born, okay? Um, amen and amen again. Uh, so my husband and I have just been living our best life. Um, over the weekend, we celebrated the kids. I just want to make sure we're all caught up before we get into rescuing folks because 
we had a breakdown with that Laurie's. We went to the movies. I've been cooking. I have not been doing the right thing. Let me tell you, I have been just going back through my wigs because, you know, I had that season where I couldn't really fool with the comb in my combs and my wigs and that was messing me up. And so I found me a little wig grip. So I've been going back through my wigs and just giving them another chance. Sometimes you, sometimes the wig isn't the problem. You're the problem because you haven't adjusted to the wig properly. And I've just been going back through it. I died. I'd want to, okay, because for those of you who wear wigs, you know that when you order wigs online, like I do, some saints like Beyonce and just saints, okay, they got custom wigs. I don't buy custom wigs because I don't have custom wig money. But what I do is get them wigs off the Instagram that already be on the mannequin. And sometimes they come in a little reddish brown situation. It's like a little reddish brown. But these eyebrows that I didn't got on my face are dark. They black. And so I can't be fooling with that reddish brown. So I was thinking to myself, man, I had to retire this wig because it's a little too light for my dark eyebrows. I know y'all don't care about this, but here we are. And so let me tell you, but then the Lord, <laughs> he dropped a word down in my spirit. And he said, fool, if you don't go to CVS and dye this wig and oof, I felt the glory. And I went to CVS and I have been myself putting a black uh, rinse on these wigs that were once of a reddish brown hue and bringing them into obedience with these eyebrows. And your girl got a ponytail. I don't know if y'all know, see this, but I got a ponytail. Okay, I got a ponytail on my wig and it matched my eyebrows. So what you going to do with that? Um, yes, praise the Lord. That's it. All right. That's it. All right, that's it, I think. Um, let's get into this Rescue Eve situation, okay? We're going to start talking about some things that have been happening in the news. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you may be a bit confused. That's all right. I'm here to help you. What we do on this segment of the show is that we take things that have happened in the news and the culture that, for the most part, people disagree with. But we try to exhibit a level of empathy and grace by just seeing things from a different perspective so that we're not judging people. Um we got into some things last week that created the whole Lawrence thing, but that's all right. We fine. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. We want to start with our number one rescue, though. And let me tell you, this came from someone with the Woman Evolved delegation, okay? Um, and I, I know for a minute that y'all, I knew when I read this that y'all wasn't going to be down for this rescue, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to submit it anyway. So Columbus Day was Monday and someone in the delegation responded to a photo of me um, posting on my Insta story that the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace, of course, referring to the notorious B.I.G., and suggested that we rescue Christopher Columbus. Um, If I knew her better, I would tell her the delegation, we don't, it don't happen like that. But that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I told her I was going to try anyway. My girl wants to know, can we rescue Christopher Columbus? If you're listening and you're confused, some of you may be wondering why Christopher Columbus needs to be rescued. Because I would say within the last maybe 10 years, as a culture, we have decided to cancel Christopher Columbus and really make it um, like the National Indigenous People Day because, you know, they would have us to believe that Brother Columbus, um, you know, discovered America, which 
he, you know, because there were people already here, it's not necessarily a discovery. Had it been uninhabited, maybe that would have been a discovery, but it wasn't. And so we have canceled um, Columbus Day with those facts. Um, here's the thing. Um, I'm not sure that y'all are going to rescue him. And um, I didn't want to submit it, but I, w- I did want to say, this is what I wanted to say. Um, this is what I want to say. If if the delegation wanted to consider rescuing him at all, which I told, I tried to tell my girl that y'all don't usually go for this kind of stuff. This is what I want to say. You know, Columbus lied about discovering America. Um, he did lie about that. He lied about it. He lied, you know? And maybe he didn't know the lie was going to be that, that it was going to be stretched out that far. Helena would rather talk about Lawry's. Amen. Amen. Duly noted. We'll move. Okay. Amen. All right. Back to the Lawry's. That's where we are again. Um, So just for the um, people, uh, my girl who's listening, who submitted this question for the delegation, I have not seen one person say yes. Shanika says no. Jasmine says no man Wakanda forever. Brianna says no rescue. Kimberly says nope, the jet don't have gas, neither the boat and the floaty doesn't have air. Rashada says no ma'am, he canceled. More canceled than Laurie's on eggs. So I just want to say we moving on to the next. We don't, uh, Jocelyn says we don't rescue liars. Sometimes we rescue liars, but we don't rescue this liar. Um, so uh, this this what this all I want to say though, if y'all wanted to, because this when she said it, I said maybe, um, maybe he, maybe he didn't know we was gonna be making a whole day and stuff out of it. But Saint say no, move. All right, moving on, moving on. Forget it. Forget I even brought that one up. Who's this? Is what I want to rescue? Okay, I would like to rescue online shoppers. Did you all see this story on the Instagram? Online shoppers apparently are in need of being rescued because they order things online to take pictures on pictures of themselves in them for social media and then return the clothing items. I I didn't even think about this being a possibility of things that could actually happen. But I just wanted to know if the delegation is aware of this and can we rescue them for trying to stunt but also save money? Um, I have not personally done this um, because if I'm spent, let me tell you why. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I wouldn't do it. The main one, though, is if I buy the money, I'm pretty much committed. If I spend the money, I'm pretty much committed to spending it unless it don't fit because it takes too long for money to be refunded. Do you hear me? Have you ever asked for a refund? And then if they would refund the money immediately, first of all, I got to wait. I spend the money immediately. Then I got to wait for the clothes to get to me. Then I got to take the picture. Then I got to wait for them to get the clothes and then process the re. Mm-mm. No sorry, Bob. Not going to happen for me. But online shoppers were being dragged for this practice, and I can understand why. But I'm just wondering, can we, is it, it does anyone want to rescue that? Mm. Amanda says, yes, rescue them. This is too sad of a state we're in. All right, tell tell me. Um Let's see, what else y'all say? Yes, rescue them. Online stores do it too. They know their stuff ain't what we actually buying. Really? Shantae Jones says, oh, wow, I never knew that. It seemed like too much work packing it back up and shipping it. Let me tell y'all something. 
if y'all tag, let me find out that y'all buying from the Woman Evolve store and returning it and taking pictures. I'm going to be all on your Instagram while you out with your friends at the club or not the club because y'all can't wear my clothes. <laughs> the clothes I sell are too sanctified to be at the club. Um, but let me see y'all at Holy Convocation with them clothes on from Woman Evolve and then y'all mess around and email returning them. I'm going to be all up in your comments like, no, hunty, you wore this, you liked it, okay? Um, Letitia says, I've done it before at Nordstrom's. So, okay, so Alexa says we can rescue them. And Kathy, are we rescuing online shoppers who buy clothes to take the pictures and then return them? Are we rescuing them? Are we? Taystar says, I'll send the lifeboat. Celebrities don't own their clothes. She spoke a word with that. I mean, here's the thing. If you want to look great, but also save coins, I can see it. I can see it happening. I can see it happening because I be when you, honey child, when I work with brother Jason Bolin and he gives me something to wear, I give that stuff right on back to him. So you know what? I'm going to get this back out of my own eye before I start looking at y'all's. All I'm saying is this. This is what I want to say. If I buy it, see, the expectation when they give the clothes to Jason for me is that she not going to buy them. She going to wear them, and then we going to send them back. Um, I just don't know if I would personally swipe my card because, once again, the, the, the issue with me for me doing it is that it takes too long for them to refund the money. And I sweat and stuff, and then if I actually get stuck with it, I'm going to be upset. Shanika says, I guess it's the same thing as people who buy things for an event and then return it in person. Yeah, I guess it's the same thing. This is what I want us to break the spirit of, just doing it for the gram. If they would have said that this is, I think this is why I'm struggling. I think that if you were buying clothes, because this is it's a psychology behind it. If you were buying clothes for an event and you were returning it, that's fine. That ain't my business. You know, live your life because you got somewhere to go, but you don't have the money to spend it like that, like that. You know, I guess what concerned me about it is like, it's the way this article reads is that it's literally just for social media. And I think that like, that's, that is the issue sometimes with social media is that like we just want to do it for the social media. Like I I don't I mean, we're going to rescue them regardless because like who are we to judge, you know, but I don't know. Cherie says we can give them some floaters. Yes, we can give them some floaties. That's what we're going to do. Chanel says, no, they are a different breed. If you don't got it, don't buy it. Simone says, no, there are plenty of clothing rental places. That's true, too, okay? Deshaun Gill says, rescue them. It's hard out here for a pimp, but they can just sacrifice and stay in. But we will say, the thing is that, like, they're not, it sounds like they are staying in. I don't know. There is a place, it's called Rent the Runway, where you can rent clothes. There are plenty of places where you can rent stuff. I just don't see buying it for social media purpose is exclusively. So maybe someone can help me understand that fully. Why don't you just go to the clothing store, try the stuff on, take a picture in the store? It, you know, they got some backdrops. You know, if you love to do close up and crop and take a picture in the store and then leave, at least you're not waiting two to three to five days for your refund to hit. I, that's all I'm saying. Kim says, nope, they would be the type of people we rescue, but they won't put nothing on gas. Well, Kim spoke a word. We gonna rescue with floaties. We gonna, we gonna send the floaties out. That's what we finna do. Okay? 
because it's just a lot to go through to, you know, you know what I mean? It's just, social media is not, it's just not, it can't be this serious. That's all I want to say. It just, I don't know. Because like what happens after you post, it just seems like a lot. But that's, you know what? I, you know what I think for me today? I just sense this in the spirit realm for me. I don't feel like rescuing people today. And that's not good because we have to be willing to rescue people because this show is about grace and empathy. But so far, Columbus ain't getting it for me and the online shoppers ain't getting it for me. I need a heart check. Can the Woman Evolved delegation help me get my heart together so that I can can fight for those in need of rescuing? I just, I don't know. It's me. I think maybe I'm so... I'm adulting so much that my, oh, let me tell you what's going on with you, girl. I am in full adulting mode. And sometimes when you get in full adulting mode, you don't be having patience for other people's stuff because you like, child, this life that I'm living is costing me everything I have and don't have. And you out here taking a picture on Instagram and taking these clothes and sending these clothes back. Girl, get your life together. And that's not the spirit that I can rescue people in. So God, you know what? Hold on. I need to pray for me. God, just help me see things from a different perspective and not through the filter of my own experiences and stresses that I may be a blessing to your people and rescue them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Ayana says we can rescue them because I've been delivered from this and he is a God of deliverance. Amen. All right. We're going, all right. I'm going to, just so y'all know, from this point forward, I'm rescuing everybody. Because you know when you be adulting and you have a bad attitude, then you got to go to the other extreme and just be so nice so that you can, so you cannot show up. You know what I mean? Because sometimes when you show up, you can't be trusted. So you got to swing it in the other direction. So that's all right. I'm rescuing them. You know what? You're right. Online shoppers, live your best life. You know, I do think that there is what what we're going to rescue you. I'm going to get the boat. I know I said I was sending floaties, but I just prayed and I feel my help coming. I'm going to get the boat and I'm going to gas it up and I'm coming to get you. And when you get on the boat, though, I'm going to talk to you because I want you to know that life is so much bigger than social media. And I just want to talk about ways that we can just really expand you know, your confidence and, you know, your purpose and help you to discover who you are in the body of Christ so that you can stop just doing this for Instagram alone. Because once again, you waiting too long for your money to be refunded for likes, okay? If you're going to wait for your money to be refunded, at least have gone to dinner, at least have gone to some type of award, but don't just do this for pictures. Okay, that's all right. Lanisha says, that's that 30 kicking in. Is that what happens when you turn 30? You don't have time no more. Let me tell you something. Toya says, let's rescue your adult mode. It's not very nicey. It is not. I just, can I for a minute talk about it? I, I don't know where I just, I'm adulting. That's it. 
Tess says, they do have a clothes exchange place I just saw on today. I did not know it was such a place and you can sell your old clothes and get clothes back from them. Um, no, ma'am. Why you can't do that? That's fine. It used to be a store when I was in college and broke five broke because I was rebellious and doing whatever I wanted to do in life where I would sell my clothes and get some money. I was I didn't want no more clothes. I wanted money. You talking about selling CDs? What um, was it? Half price books? Child, half price books. Got so many American Girl Addie books and and. Jody Picoult novels sitting up on the counter somewhere that I have read because I needed that money. Don't get me started on GameStop. Honey, when you, because you know, you know, when you be with folks who play video games and then they get on your nerves and then you got to take the stuff on back to the GameStop. So Play-Doh's Closet, that's what it was called. I used to hit Play-Doh's Closet up like it was a full-time job, okay? So listen, all right. Um, So we're going to rescue the online shoppers and I just pray that I can rescue the other people who are on my list for today because boy, that's how I feel. Um, The next thing that I would like to submit for consideration, I saw this on the Instagram and let me tell you something. Um, I don't know the full story um, because I just don't, but this is what I'm going to say. I saw it on the shade room because that's where... That's where I get on my notes, okay? Um, here's what I saw. Um, Camila Poindexter, Donald Penn, and Dominique Penn were having an exchange. Do y'all know who these people are? Okay, let me tell you something. Camila Poindexter was sharing her experience raising her daughter and trying to create an environment of co-parenting with the father of her child, who is Donald Penn, and his wife, who is Dominique Penn. Um, evidently, Camila had the child, um, you know, at, from an affair, and so trying to co-parent after the affair has been challenging. As I was reading the story, I noticed a lot of people saying, like, this is what happens when you're a side chick, and this is what happens when you're this. And I wanted to submit rescuing Camila and and Donald and Dominique, actually, because, and they put this on social media, that's why it's public, you know. Um, this is what I wanted to say. Um, before I was married to my husband, I was in a situation where there was someone who was expecting a child with my ex-husband. And when I was in that situation, I tried I tried to do nice nasty, right? Nice nasty. I did nice nasty like a full-time job, okay? I would just be like, you know, this going to be our baby. We going to take Christmas photos. Like, oh, it ain't no problem. I'm fine. Girl, this ain't nothing. And it really just became about proving it was really pride and ego, honestly, on my part that I was trying to just make this situation seem like I was fine with it and that the girl didn't win and we was going to be fine and we was going to move on. And then, you know, the reality of those things started setting in and I realized that like I, I my heart wasn't in the right place. And I think that is so easy for us to be on the outside looking in at these situations and saying, you know, so clearly, well, this is what happens when you end up in these situations. But like the whole point really of even Rescue Eve is just because you know better doesn't mean you do better, but there should still be grace and empathy for mistakes that are made. And I think that like so many women 
especially women, like we have found ourselves in situations where we were knowingly with someone who was in a relationship with someone else. And we ended up breaking our own hearts and crying unnecessary tears as a result of it. And I just think that ultimately, like, Our goal should not be to drag her for having an expectation, whether that expectation is real or not real. I don't know, like, the nuances behind it, only they know it. But what I do know is this, like, the situation is not ideal for anyone. It's just not an ideal situation. Like, nobody decides that when I grow up, I want to be a side chick and have a baby with a married person. No one decides that. No one says that I want to get married and then I want my husband to get a side chick pregnant and no man gets married saying, I'm going to have my wife and then I'm a baby. But it's, it's not an ideal situation for anyone. And trying to learn how to live in the aftermath of a not-so-ideal situation means that you end up... With high emotions, saying things that you maybe should not say and doing things that you probably should not do. And I just felt like while everyone was like, this is what happens that and that's her bad and that's what she gets. I just kind of felt like it's just not it's just not an ideal situation. And I do think that we have a responsibility to just consider you know, really hoping that things can play out in the best way possible for them without making it all about that girl's decision making. Because we've, we've just, who, it's just not an, not only is it not an ideal situation, it isn't not an ideal situation that they have to play out for a lifetime. It's not just, you know, who's going to buy the diapers. It's like, how are we going to send the kids to college? You know, is Thanksgiving, is Christmas? And it can't just be, well, that's what she gets. And I think that we just have to be willing to be more compassionate when we see someone in a situation that, you know, isn't ideal. But I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know. What do y'all think? Kim Yates says, yes, rescue. Going to vote now. Rescue them all. Mistakes occur. Kimberly Lorraine says, no mercy. Nita says, but what about Will and Jada's situation? I'm not sure about that situation. Um, <laughs> what else? Shakira says, woo child, this too much. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm trying. I just was looking at that situation and was like, this isn't, be- this isn't, nobody would want this, but I don't think pointing it out as her fault is the, is the way for us to look at it. What y'all saying? Takari says, you just turned into Mr. Nice Guy real quick. I had to pray because my attitude was foul. I could feel it in the spirit realm. Danielle says, you give a pass to one, they all come in. I think so. I think everyone should come in. And I think that like we as the delegation, like, listen, we should just have a conversation and decide, you know, instead of like being another person commenting negatively towards this person or this situation in general, that we should just be like, you know what? We're going to be praying for them because this is not just about this moment. It's about a lifetime of decisions that have to be made together and it has to be done from a place of healing. As I was reading this stuff, like I just could remember being in moments like that in my previous marriage and like trying to make it about the other person. And really it wasn't about the child. It was my own ego and the way trying to prove something or trying to get attention. And at the end of the day, nobody suffers. My personal decision, what I had to do was to back away from the situation 
situation altogether because I could tell that I was just going to be nasty. And that wasn't for the betterment of the child or anyone in the situation, certainly not my children. So that's what I have to do. Um, Letitia says that we can save her and have a talk with her. I'm with that. Because who, first of all, like, yes, people should, that's what you get, that's what you get, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you literally don't know better. Like, my parents have been married my entire life. They've never been in this situation before. So, like, you don't, who who can tell you how you should handle something or how you should feel when you've never been in those shoes before? No one can. And so, I don't know. I fell for the girl. I fell for all of them, to be honest, okay? Okay, I fell for all of them. Ty Star says, I don't even want to think about this one. I would catch a whole case. Child, you better ask about your girl's history. It's a court file on record right now. I won't even tell you which court, but let me tell you. It brings out the worst in you. And I think that anytime we operate from the place of our insecurities, the results are not going to be the best version of ourselves. Whether, uh, you know, the, the the willingness to be in a relationship with someone who's married or to be in a relationship outside of your marriage is not the strongest, best version of yourself making a decision. And when you make a decision from any other place besides, you know, the God-ordained version of who you are, more than likely there's going to be a consequence attached to it. God can make everything work together. They may end up writing a powerful book one day that helps us all understand the dynamics of, you know, co-parenting in this situation. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But the thing is that, you know, God can make it all work together, but they gonna need some prayer warriors, okay? Darcy says, blended families of all forms are so hard. Marissa says, rescue. So can we rescue them, Okay. That's what we want to know. Can we rescue the family? Takara says, let's save them all. They're lost and need some love and guidance right now. I totally agree. Charlotte says, let's rescue them. Karen says, whoo child, them insecurities will have you acting out. Them insecurities will have you in situations that you know you don't have no business in, but because you can't help but be in them insecurities and in your feelings, you end up in raggedy situations, okay? So... I don't know. Lauren says it's not about the infidelity. The question is, can your seed grow in their soil because our lives and marriages are for his glory? That's right. At the end of the day, and that's the conversation that is difficult for a lot of us to have, but my husband talks about it and he says it much better than I do, that like when you make decisions, any decisions out of the place of insecurity, certainly God can take those decisions and use them for his glory. But there are some decisions that are made out of the place of insecurity that can that have to be ended and deconstructed in order for God to construct what he had in your life. My first marriage was made out of the place of my insecurity and my brokenness. It wasn't just this other person's fault. I knowingly, you know, decided to be to date and to be with someone who I knew was in a relationship with another woman. And I fought and I played myself and put myself on clearance until I was the only one for a season. And then I was basically the the person who was on the other end when my situation first began. So I ended up, it was just role reversal. And there were other girls who were on a steady rotation. And it's so easy, y'all hear me clearly. It is so easy to walk away from a relationship where there was infidelity and say, you know what? Like there was something wrong with that person. I won't just say infidelity. I will say it is easy to walk away from a toxic relationship and say, you know what? The poison only came from one person. And now that I've cut that person off, I have no more poison. 
poison. But if you have been in a toxic relationship, then poison got inside of you too. And until you take a moment and really dissect, how have I changed? How have I been hurt? How have my expectations been shifted and adjusted as a result of this relationship? Then you are bound to repeat those same um, experiences in your life. So when you make, I just felt like this whole situation was probably birthed out of an insecurity and, you know, fixing it was going to take patience and guidance. But I don't think it's so simple as being like, well, they, they'll they be all right. And that's what she get. All right. That's it. That's all I got to say. Chanel says, nothing but God to have me tune in today. Come on, somebody. That's what we out here doing. Karen says, now you preaching. Somebody get the offering basket. It's a word, but it's a word. It's a word. I'm telling you. So yeah, I don't know. I wanted to rescue them. And it sounds like the Woman Evolved delegation is all about this rescue. Um, Lauren says, yes, come on, Sarah, because there was a brokenness in you that put you there in the first place. Exactly. Okay. There's always a part of us that attracts whatever. This is such a touchy situation because a lot of times people are in, you know, situations And without knowing the details, I'm going to say this blanketly. I don't know the nuances. And so, you know, you have to eat the chicken and spit out the bones if this doesn't apply to you. But I'm going to say nine times out of 10, when we find ourselves in toxic friendships and toxic relationships, it is a result of something that has occurred within us that attracted that person. Better yet, I won't even say attracted that person, that allowed that person to be comfortable being connected to us. When you come to a place of healing and wholeness, toxic people, toxic conversations should become uncomfortable around you because I'm just not there anymore. Or you should become uncomfortable in those environments. I had a friend who was telling me that she was just like, she just didn't feel connected to her friends anymore. And I was saying to her, like, sometimes when you grow and shift and evolve, you're no longer comfortable in certain friendships and relationships. And it's not that they've changed, it's that you have changed. And sometimes you need to take a minute and just let them know, like, I'm going through something. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I think I need to take some time to figure out who I am becoming. So if I'm not around as much, that's why, but I love you. And, you know, I'm here if you need anything. And that's a way that we can take a step back and just kind of assess who we are and where we are. Okay. So, all right. Darnell says, hey, Sarah's Darnell on the wig team. It's our first time. Hey, Darnell laid my wig for my Father's Day uh, video for my husband, where I had the 50s style hair that blessed my life. Yes. Okay. Um, Jasmine Thomas says, I'm about to throw a shoe and take off running. Come on, somebody. Uh, Kim Yates says, wish there was an altar that I could lay my offering on. So it sounds like that word is really resonating with people. So yes, as it relates to this situation with Camila Poindexter, Donald Penn, and Dominique Penn, we are rescuing them all. I would like to gas up the private jet. I don't know if y'all got any gas money on it, but that is my humble suggestion that we gas up the jet and let's not forget the baby and let's rescue them because it just be like, oh, okay. It just be like, oh, when your insecurities have made decisions that your wholeness has to rectify. Now, that's a word for somebody. Sometimes your insecurities will make a decision that your wholeness has to fix. That means that there are 
some there's some residue of your insecurities still alive in your life. And if you don't address them and confront them, then you're still allowing those insecurities to be on life support when we're trying to kill them in this season. Amen. Amen. All right. Our next rescue is... For a young woman who gave her exes an exit survey after they broke up, this exit survey has gone viral. Dating can be hard and breakups almost inevitably leave unanswered questions, even if you were seeing someone casually. That's why Katie Miller, a 21-year-old student at Georgetown University, recently started sending a standardized exit survey to everyone she dates. She says that she actually made the survey on Sunday after being ghosted yet again. I wanted to see if I could prevent that, and I wanted to ask why it happened without initiating a conversation. Let me tell you something. Low-key, low-key, I thought it was brilliant. Some of the saints thought it was a little extra, and I wanted to know if we could rescue my girl, Katie Miller, because, listen, if some of the saints would have given me an exit interview, mm, mm, mm. I could have helped them. I could have gave them the Ayanla fixing of a lifetime. First of all, you're raggedy. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this opportunity. Secondly, your ragged T, not to be confused with ragged D. Ragged T is a new level of raggedy that you achieved about three months into this relationship. Thirdly, your ragged Lee, okay, which is, a, do you hear me? I would give you the exit survey of a lifetime. Is that extra or is that not extra? Because I have some, you could send me, listen, you could send me an exit interview right now and I will yawn your whole life. I don't want no exit interview though. I don't need one. I'm fine. I've, I've been introduced. I don't need one. But if any of the saints want an exit interview, I have some words for you. Tapria says, I mean, you have to do an exit interview for a job. Why not? What y'all think? That's what I, Tay Turner says. Yes. Kiana says, yes, child. Can you, can I ask y'all a question? If you had to do an exit survey on any of the people who you had been in friendships or relationships with over the last whatever, let's say last five years of your life, what would be one thing that you would make sure that you put on the exit survey? That's what I want to know. What would you put on the exit survey? Um, I would say uh, you... I can't say it because people, because I'm, t- people know. If I was y'all, I would say it. But I'm not y'all, so I can't say it. Because y'all been done soundbiting me and then sent it and it be on the Instagram somewhere and it be on the Twitter and then I be on the shade room. But what I'm telling you is that three stages of raggedy would be on there. Um, I would probably put a few other things that I, I want to know y'all stuff though. JoJo says that she would put communications on her. What would y'all, Nadia says, I like clothes and an exit interview works well for me. Cherie says maybe she wanted to know what went wrong so that she won't carry any baggage into the next relationship. You know what is a more humbling thing um, for me to put? Instead of me saying what I would put on my exit survey so that I don't get no lawsuit, this is what I'm going to say. What would someone put on my exit survey? You know what they would put on my exit survey? In the, in the past me, because I'm whole and uh, God is yet working with me and he's brought an incredible man in my life who sees me beautifully. But when I was raggedy, and I was three stages of raggedy, I think they would have put my mouth. Oh, honey, you've never been. Let me tell you, first of all, this same mouth that I used to build the kingdom of God and to help folks used to tear somebody down, just read somebody for filth. And I know for sure, without a doubt, that they would tell me to learn how to control my mouth. Because when I tell you it was nothing off limits, I I mean, nothing off limits. If I thought that you wasn't, 
you would know about it. I can't even tell you what I would say then because this podcast is not explicit and it's a Holy Ghost safe, sanctified, blood washed podcast. And so I'm going to keep my words to myself. But I know they would tell me to watch my mouth. I think they would also probably tell me, I think that would be my major thing. What else would someone say about me? My uh, Sangju said that they would talk about her temper. Yes. Tay says, mine would, say, would simply say, child, you tried me. Yeah, that's what the exit survey would say. I know that's right. I know that's right. Simone says, me too. My mouth. My mouth. It's, I've, I've never worked out in my life, but I have exercised my mouth in ways that you just don't understand. Things just not right, Okay. Um, what else would they say about you all in the delegation or what would you tell them? Kimberly says one of the questions that she was asked is, what have you gained mentally from this? You know what I would have put on my exit survey? What have I lost mentally? Fooling with your raggedy, okay? Malia says before and after, before or after being saved. Your, your, your words? I know, child. Before or after. Um... Oh, Karen says that she would ask, did you cheat because of you or me? Let me answer that for you, honey. They it both, here's the, it's both. And you know, I'm saying this in love. They cheated because of them and they cheated because of you. Because they didn't fully value what you all had for whatever reason. And because they didn't fully value their own loyalty and integrity. Simone says that her exit survey would say, uh, too controlling. Yeah. I, am I? I don't really think I'm. You know what mine would say? Mine would say that I'm. Um, I was too passive. Um, I I am not passive aggressive the way that I used to be, but I used to be really passive aggressive, and I have learned that it is better to be to vocalize how I feel in the moment than to allow those feelings to marinate and begin to control my actions. Because I think that that's what passive aggressive is. You don't express yourself in a moment, and so you ultimately end up bottling it on the inside, but then it comes out in the way that you interact with people. So yes, okay. Um, a lot of people who have a mouth problem, God, touch our mouths here at the Woman Evolved Delegation because evidently we know how to use them for different things and we only want to use them for your glory, okay? All right. So, yes, I wanted to rescue Katie Miller because I thought that that was pretty legit. Um, Chloe says, mandatory must answer questions. What weakness did you see in me and decided that it was okay to take me all up and through the pits of hell? Well, praise the Lord. Chloe, I see you want to have, that's going to be, a, I, that's going to be good. That was, that's actually a good question though. But let me tell you something about these raggedy relationships. These raggedy relationships, they don't even be knowing why they raggedy. So the exit survey, we would have to take with a grain of salt because you still got somebody raggedy telling us why we was raggedy. And that don't always work. Amen. Okay, so can we rescue Katie Miller? I think we've decided as a delegation that we want to we wanna rescue her. Um, just so you all know, God, let me tell you one of the things I learned about controlling my mouth since the delegation seems to struggle with that similar issue. Um, I have just asked God to keep me away from people who bring out that side of me. Um, and I am glad to say that I have not been her for many, many years now. Um, every now and then, when's the last time I felt like her? It's been so long. Thank you, Jesus. You know what it is, though? I hit rock bottom. And I said, Miss Millie, ain't you tired? 
Miss Millie, ain't you tired of cussing folks out? Have y'all seen, is that the help where she say, Miss Millie, Miss Millie, ain't you tired of cussing folks out and acting a fool every time you get in front of these people? Ain't you tired? And he saved me. And I just, now I just don't have time. Okay, so we're rescuing Katie Miller. Yes, Krista Hayes says she gets the jet plus concierge. Yes, we're going to have ground transportation waiting on the girl. Shanika says we can rescue her. JoJo says we can rescue her. Cassandra says this mouth here is reckless. I pray for a muzzle at times. You Sometimes, you know what? You just got to practice self-control and patience and practice not being in environments that bring out the worst in you, okay? Um Monakia, I hope I said your name right. I'm sounding it out. But she says, that's the second time I've heard you say, stay away from those who try you. I'm telling you something. I'm telling you something because these people have you out here wrong. When you have a vision of what kind of person you're going to be and how you're going to show up in this world every single day and you are connected with someone who makes you go against the very vision that you have in mind for yourself, for your life, for your thoughts, and for the way that you communicate, you need to leave them people alone. I know I said it. You need to leave them alone or at least space the time out when you can be with them. I can only do you for 10 minutes because after 10 minutes, I feel that part of me come back up again. Okay. Um, Christina says, when it comes to my kids, I need help. I'll be ready to flip the script. You Really, child? Let me tell Do my kids? No. You know, Kenzie does try it, but um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe because my kids were a part of when I was a little bit raggedy. They don't fully try me because they know it's a part of me. I wish. I didn't. I mean, maybe. I don't know what it is. Do, y'all, do y'all's kids try you? My kids, I don't know. I don't know. My son is like six foot and some change, and I've never seen a righteous forsaken, and I've never seen him try me. And I will like uh, fight you like a real man if you ever try me, like a real man. Like, bruh, who are you talking to? Um, that's all right. It's but but little do little kids. Ella, I tell you what, and Ella has had. We're bringing Ella up in the ways of Christ. Ella told um, someone who helps us um, with her to not talk to her like that. It, the it, the lady was telling Ella that she needs to take a bath and Ella asked her, well, she didn't really ask her. She said, don't talk to me like that. And so we had to get her together, but we had to get them early. We had to get them early. Now I tell you, Mackenzie about to be nine and I'm worried. And let me say this, because I don't want to say it for myself, right? She about to be nine. And you know, when you, your hormones and stuff start kicking in, I don't know, me and her might have to knock down, drag out, have it out. Right now, we're not there, but let me tell you, I'm speaking ignorantly because she's just nine. I don't know about these teenage girls, but y'all need to pray my strength in the Lord because the way I'm feeling at 30 and the way she's feeling at nine in the next few years, tuh, let me tell you something. All right. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, that's we're gonna that's gonna end the rescue segment. I have one more about American Airlines guy who was doing push-ups on the plane or uh, pull-ups on the plane. But as y'all can tell, my attitude is bad today, and I don't want to rescue people. I want to celebrate folks. Yes, I feel the spirit of victory coming over this podcast because I don't know my patience. God, pray for I need another prayer. God, me, my mind, stretch it. All right, hail Mary. 
Hail Marys when we take a minute and just show props to people who are out here living their best life still, okay, who are out here doing things for the Lord or for goodness and humanity. And I just wanted to give a shout out to three amazing stories that I saw. The first Hail Mary is a 99-year-old beautician who is awaiting her 100th birthday, but she is still doing care every day. That's right. My girl says, I work because this is what I've enjoyed doing all my life from a little girl. I always loved messing with my sister's hair. They had beautiful hair, and I always enjoyed doing this. That's what Callie Terrell says. She loves making women look and feel good, and she's about to be 100 years old. First of all, let that be a testimony to people trying to talk about they can't work and they don't want to work. It's one thing to say, okay, hold on, pause stand by. Somebody wants us to rescue Tamar. Is it because of Ayanla? Um, I need to watch the full... I saw a clip. I might rescue next week. I need to watch the full clip. But what I am going to say is Miss Evelyn, in the clip that I saw, told the saints, don't try it. And she said it in such a way that I thought I was going to get a whooping for even watching the video. So we're going to get to that next week. But I heard that she was in need. But what I do want to say is back to this 99-year-old beautician. Honey, let this be a word, okay? Yes, we all want to retire at some point, but maybe, just maybe, we're not going to be able to retire. So we got to find something we love right now. My girl is still working, and she's almost 100 years old. And I just felt like that was amazing. Like, someone told me that part of staying youthful— Let me tell you another thing. Okay, two things. Some Both of my grandmothers passed away when I was, like, less than 10 years old. I was, like, eight when one passed away and 10 when another passed away. And so it has always been a soft spot for me that I didn't have, like, older, older women in my family. So, like, I never got to see what someone— connected to me looks like at 80, 99. So I will tell you as a Black girl, like to see this Black woman be 100 years old and still like in her right mind and like still working and still passionate about what she does, like that blessed me tremendously. You know, I see my husband's grandmother is still alive and she is amazing, okay? So like, I don't know. I'm always blessed when I see older Black women just like still living their life and thriving. And so I just wanted to give her a big ups. I don't know what she's doing to hair. Now, I know what I do. What I do know is y'all probably on her nerves with this natural hair and this we don't use combs and and I need my steamer and I don't use heat. I know y'all probably on her nerves with that. I do know that. I know she probably got some Eco Styler gel and a hot comb for you, okay? But what I will say is that she still hooking somebody up. I want to, I'm going to reach out and see if I could pay her booth fee for next week because she is out here living her best life, okay? Uh, Christina said, oh wait, she's still talking about the thing. Danielle says, Sarah, you know that grandma was burning people. She might not be burning folks hair. She she probably rolling it up, okay? Lauren says, now that's a testimony almost 100 years old and still doing what you love. That's I felt like that was amazing. Like, man, I want to be 100 somewhere still being a demon bully. Am I going to be a demon bully at 100? That's what I want to know, okay? Um, let's see. <laughs> Darcy says, not her booth rent for the week. Child, I got kids. 
I I got I got to see how much it is before I make any commitments because y'all done made me go get the jet for the other people, okay? And gas is high. Let me. I went and got some gas the other day, and I was like, wow, really? It, gas in LA is out here living its best life. Um, uh, Brandy says, I just want to say, hopping going to listen today has encouraged me as a single mom exiting toxic relationships and trying to get a hole in the middle. Girl, it's a process, but you got this, okay? So, yes, I wanted to share that about our Mrs. Callie, who is still driving. The next Hail Mary is really going to go to Tina Turner's husband. Tina Turner's husband, I don't know if you all saw this, but he donated his kidney to her. And let me tell you something. It blessed me down to my Okay, because her husband, Erwin Bach, let me tell you, he donated a kidney to her when her kidney health was declining and she was exploring dialysis and assisted suicide as alternatives. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why this story blessed me. I feel the glory on this Hail Mary. First of all, Ike. Ike, Ike, Ike. Okay, first of all, what's love got to do with it? Changed my life on just stuff. But secondly, she got Erwin Bach. She might as his name might as well be Torrey Roberts. Okay. When you let this be a word to somebody who was gone through the bottom of the barrel, who have had zeros after zeros after zero, there is still a hero somewhere with your name on it. My girl was thinking about dialysis and assisted suicide. And her husband was like, absolutely not. You can have my kidney. And let me tell you something right now. There is no doubt in my mind that if anything ever happened to me and my husband had the ability to keep me alive, that he would do it. And let me tell you something, they could slit me open right now. They could take these thighs. They could take, if they needed these thighs to keep it, if they needed these feet to keep my husband alive, they could have anything they wanted because I would rather go without a limb than to be in this world without him. And let me tell you something, when you get somebody after you didn't gone through hell, see some of y'all mad that you went through hell. And I just want to prophesy this over your life that you needed to go through hell so that you could have the exact coordinates for heaven. It's a word for somebody. Let this get down in your spirit. Sometimes you are resenting that you went through some things, but when you get to the other side of it, you are going to thank God that you can clearly decipher this from that because let me tell you something, baby. Mm, mm, mm. God will restore. And I, you know, I'm not saying, I don't know. I think, I know, I hope Ike made his peace with the Lord and all that stuff. But what I'm saying is she went through that situation, but God gave her somebody who seemed seemingly, exceedingly and abundantly above all that she was willing to settle for. See, and in our ignorance, see, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make us Tina and our ignorance. We be praying, God, please save Ike. God, please heal Ike. God, please let Ike come to know the Lord. And and God is like, leave Ike alone. I got something for Ike. Don't worry about Ike. But what I got for you is a man who will give you a kidney gladly. Won't even have to ask for it. He'll just hand it over to you. Do you hear me? Be sitting up eating jello together after our surgery, loving one another and living our best life. And I just want you to know that you wouldn't even know how to appreciate a good man unless you had a raggedy, three stages of raggedy man. And I thank God, because had I gone from 
college, had I, had things gone the way that I wanted them to, and I went from college to meeting my husband, I would have taken for granted the goodness of my husband. But because I experienced some raggedy situations, when I look at my husband, I know how blessed I am that I have a man who lives in integrity, who was honest, who was funny, who loves me, who is just my boy, okay? All right. He is my boy. And you don't, you just don't be knowing. You just don't be knowing. Okay. Nicola says, I thank God for every bad relationship I went through. Latricia said, that's a word, sis. Songja says, yes, for the kidney. I'm here for it. When I tell you, hail Joseph. Okay. Charlotte Wilkins says, yes, you better preach. Okay. Karen says, and this is big, big facts. So when I tell you big facts, like I wouldn't even lie to you. Listen, it be like that. And so, yes, okay, that's what I want y'all to know. When I saw that story, all I could think about was Ike. And let me tell you something. You may know Ike's name, but she knows Erwin's heart. What I'm trying to say is Ike may have had some fame. He may have had this. He may have had that. But you know what Erwin had was heart. You know what I'm saying? You better let that get down in your spirit, too. It ain't about what people can see. It's about what people can't see that makes the difference, okay? Whew. All up in my Shondo, okay? Um, Brandy says, I am trying to find the hope for all that goodness. What do you do when the last raggedy really tripped you up? See, this is what happens, Brandy, is we let the, the last raggedy trips us up. And then we try to hope for a better person next time. When reality is we need to see how the raggedy tripped us up. Like, what exactly did you do that tripped me up? If I, You know, okay, can I talk to y'all real quick? And this podcast, once again, feels very random, but God is good, and here we are. This is what I want to say. I was watching the um, Brett Kavanaugh and Christy, Jesus, what's her name? God, help me to look smart. Like, I know all about politics and things the girl who accused him of the sexual assault. I'm going to bring this full circle, I promise you. Okay, so I was watching my girl testify. I'm going to call her Christy because I don't know for sure that that's her name, and I know somebody on Facebook Live is going to help me in just a minute. But this is what I'm going to say. I was watching her explain what happened, and I'm just going to be very, very transparent, okay? When I, Dr. Ford, praise the Lord, I wanted, was her first name Christy? Christine. Okay, we called her Christy on the playground. All right, Christine, uh, Christine Ford. Okay, listen. So I was watching her share her story and I just, I'm going to share this and I just don't want to be judged. Um, As she was sharing her story, like I was thinking how terrible it was that that happened to her. But for some reason, I know, Christine Ford, she said, don't call her Christy. Okay, okay, can I just tell my story real quick, real fast? Okay, when I was watching the story, I or when I was watching her share her story, it didn't register to me as sexual assault, but it was sexual assault. But I think that we have become so desensitized to this idea of like boys being boys that we can't even correctly categorize what is assault. And I say that to say like, 
as it relates to the question about seeing how the last raggedy person like did a number on you, like I didn't realize until years later that I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. I think because I felt like that was such a heavy word and a heavy thing. And I was so dissociated with what I experienced that I felt like, you know, it was bad, but it was, you know, it's fine. I made it out. But if we do not register assault as assault and abuse as abuse, then we cannot correctly identify what poison and toxins have gotten into us so that we can ultimately seek the healing that we need to become better. And like, I'm, I hope that you guys like hear where I'm coming from with this situation because like, I just, I don't know. I was watching it and I was like, you know, I guess maybe I, I don't know. I don't want to sound ignorant because everything is like really sensitive in this culture. And so I want to be, you know, sensitive to people's experiences. I'm just saying from my own personal experience that I feel like I have become desensitized to registering what is what because culture has defined some things as okay. So much so that I could hear another woman's story and feel like, well, you know, where like was the assault? Was it rape? Was it this? Like what happened? Not realizing that it's a violation. Like, and because it is a violation, like that is what makes it assault. Like I was repeatedly violated emotionally and intentionally in a relationship, but never saw it as abuse. And so I couldn't get healing. I couldn't say, man, I was traumatized. Like I experienced wounds and I need to really understand how I changed and how my worldview changed as a result of it. Because if we don't correctly identify it, then we can't heal it. So I I don't know. I just, Christy Walker says, same here, says, didn't realize it until afterwards. And I was in a mentally slash abusive relationship. Shanika says, I'm with you. I struggle with the same thing too. You're not alone, sis. And Simone says, yes, emotion, verbal, physical, abuse is abuse. Assault is assault. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure that I was like expressing it correctly because that was really something that I, that registered with me as I was hearing her story. And so I say all of that to say that if you've been back to the original question, once it was like, how do you even have hope for goodness when you've come out of a raggedy situation? I think if you come out of a raggedy situation and you're hoping that the next one should be best, then you've missed a step. Because the first step is assessing what happened to you, processing what happened to you, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, like really understanding the deep wounds that you experience and not just saying, well, I hope the next one will be better. Okay. All right. I'm going to leave that there. Okay. Listen, and my last Hail Mary Joseph situation is Matthew Knowles and Tina Lawson Knowles. I saw them posting a picture with Beyonce after the On the Run tour, which I thought was really, really dope because, uh, you know, a lot of people think that when you go through a divorce when the kids are younger, that it doesn't affect adult children. Obviously, my parents are still married, but I have adult friends whose parents have gone through a divorce. And I just thought that it was really dope that they were still coming together for the child. And that's why this co-parenting thing is not about up until the kid turned 18, because you still have to do life with an entire person. And so I wanted to give a big ups to them for that, because I thought that that was really, really cool. Okay. All right. 
I'm going to, I've had Rescue Eve, I've had Hail Mary, and I've had lots of randomness. Let's check in with the delegation and see what they're saying. Uh, let's see. Johnson says, amen. Jesse says, breaking the pattern. Jessica says, you're talking right. So it sounds like we are in the right vein. Did anyone see that picture? I thought that it was amazing. The next part of our show is when we take a minute to take some questions from the Woman Evolved delegation. And I think because I feel like this has already been a very heavy episode (laughs) that I am going to, because this one question is really heavy. And so we're going to answer that question next week. Um, This one I am sending because I am answering because... I don't know. She specifically asked for the delegation's opinion. And when y'all ask me for the delegation's opinion, I have to share it with you. Or I have to share their questions with you. It says, hey, sis, I love you. I thank God for using you to help me. And I pray that he has people around you to help you when you're in need. Wow, for some reason, I didn't see that when I first picked this question. But it resonates with me because I have been looking for people who will feed it in me and pour into me and help me with who God's called me to be. So thank you for that. She says, here's the gag. I've been speaking to this guy for about a year and I still don't know what if I want to be with him. I ask God all the time if I'm supposed to or if he can show me why he's in my life. And it's almost like he's silent or I miss when he does show it to me and give me answers. Sis, I don't know what to do. I be praying, LOL, for real. But I don't know, sis. Like I need the Woman Evolved Delegation's help. Like there's so many of us in the delegation. Uh, Someone can relate with answers. He asks me all the time, do you want to be my girlfriend? Can I be your boyfriend? And it's like, oh, I don't know what I want. Indecisiveness is really, uh, I don't know. I just don't want to waste anybody's time. We have a great bond though. This is what I want to tell you, sweet little angel snack, you beautiful kingdom daughter of the most high king. Girl, leave him alone, child. You don't, you don't. Girl, listen, you don't, it ain't there. It ain't there. If it was there, it would be there, okay? If it wasn't there, it just wouldn't be there, all right? So I'm saying if you feel like you don't want to waste his time, you're probably wasting his time, and I want to encourage you to give him his time back. If you want to be with somebody, that thing is going to burn down on the inside of you like fire shut up in your bones. And um, if it ain't burning, it's simmering. And don't nobody have time for no simmer in this world where everything is turned up. Um, but I want to let the delegation chime in because they know a lot more than I do. But I just feel like God, sometimes God is not silent. God is just preserving his time. You know what I'm saying? God is like, child, now, honey, now, listen, I don't have time to answer that. You already know the answer. When you break up with him and you're ready to ask me about who I've called you to be and what your purpose is going to be, I will clear the line. Until then, child, I got to get on over here to solve these world issues and heal these cancers and mend these broken hearts. Child, leave him alone now. That's what I think, okay? Um, But I want to see what the delegation says. Daniel Matthew says, yes, you don't need a year to know that. Christopher and Latanya Stephen says, if you got to ask, that ain't it. Nicole Hall says, yeah, a year is a long time to not know. Uh, Jaleesa says, so, um, sis, you sound like me a few months ago. Leave. Yeah, child, we love you. Um, We love you. We wish the best for you. Kiana says, if I was their God, what if I... If it was there, God would give you confirmation. And if you haven't gotten it, hit the roses. Ain't nobody got time for that. We don't. Nice person. Some see, this is the thing is we just, 
sometimes we don't be wanting to let somebody go because we feel like if I let them go and he's a good guy, it ain't nothing wrong with him. He got a job and he does this. I, we just don't have no chemistry or I'm not sure about him. Like, because we have been conditioned to believe that most men are raggedy, we just keep on to people who are just, you know, average in our mind. Let him go be somebody's Prince Charming and let him, let God, you know, work on your heart and determine what's going to be what he has for you. But girl, you holding somebody up from meeting her Prince Charming because you don't know, child, let him go. I think let him go. I think let him go. And I think next time he asks you about being his girlfriend that you should tell him, child, no, I want to be your friend who is a girl, but that's all I want to be. Ruthie says, Pastor Demon Bully, you already know the answer down on the inside of you. If you're still indecisive, then there are things you are yet to accept that you don't want. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So the I answered, it was easy. It was light and breezy. Do y'all want the other hard question? It was heavy. I can't do heavy. I have an attitude today. God is going to heal me. I'm going to go home. Oh, I'm going to go downstairs because I'm at home in my closet. But I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to eat some carbs and I'm going to have a great attitude next week. It's going to be beautiful. Um... We just so you know, though, we all agree that you got to let that man go. My next question says, my question is, my husband and I have been married a year. I love him and know that God sent him to me. My husband says the same. He says, God told him I'm his blessing, but marriage doesn't feel like the fairy tale I hope for. I know it's a myth, but looking at you in PT through social media lenses, it seems like you have perfect relationship. My husband and I have a difficult time with money conversations, understanding what I'm going through, being a stay-at-home mom, agreeing on how we spend time. And frankly, I don't feel pursued anymore, and I'm sure he feels the same. I don't write this out of any possibility of divorce, but I truly want to have a marriage that shows God's goodness and love. Are we normal? Do you and Pastor ever have major disagreements or get feelings hurt? These questions I'm asking are making me think I should read wholeness, which you should it's awesome. Thank you so much for who you are in the world. So yes, Pastor Teray and I have disagreements and we definitely hurt one another's feelings. And, you know, people say it over and over again, like you can't just look at social media because social media is just a snapshot of a person's life. It's not the fullness of it. You know, Pastor and I have tried to be like really transparent when we do our relationship talks about having issues, but I feel like unless we are recording and posting the video on social media, then people are just not going to believe that we actually have disagreements. What I will say is this, is that Pastor and I have had some really um, specific, intentional conversations at the beginning of our marriage about that allowed us to really understand that we want the same goal. So sometimes, well, not even sometimes, all of our arguments have basically been about the path that we are going to take to reach a specific goal um, or the road that we're going to take to reach a specific goal. So I'm saying that to say that sometimes when you are in a relationship, a healthy relationship, you still have disagreements, but you have to ask yourself, are we fighting for the same thing and just disagreeing on the road that we need to take to get there. Because if I can look at you and be reminded in the middle of an argument that we are on the same team, then I don't have to bring so much passion when it comes to the road that we're going to take to get there. So in other words, we're saying create, I'm saying... (laughs) 
create a vision for your marriage. You know, we want to save X amount of money. We want to have this many date nights out of the month. We want to do this and we want to do that. And so when it's time to determine whether or not we're going to buy the car or get the tickets to the game or whatever, we get to decide, you know, how does this play into our goal? And when we're arguing, it's not an argument, then it's a strategy. Okay, we can all agree that you as a mom are a lot happier and healthier when you have a minute to go out to the spa or go out and send it. You know where I do my best therapy when I have my headphones and I am in the grocery store by myself or I am just literally in the car by myself. It just gives me a minute to be alone with my own thoughts. So how do we create an environment where you can go out for two to three hours out of the week and have some you time? And so I think you have to really take these issues that you are experiencing and break them down into bite-sized pieces and determine what is the strategy that is going to allow us to get to the ultimate goal of having our happy, healthy marriage. And so, yes, you guys are normal. Yes, Pastor and I have disagreements, but we find a way to communicate through them. And as far as being pursued every now and then, it's even good for you to like, don't just get caught up. I am speaking from my own heart, okay? Like, you have to decide. See, all the single women who be celibate and stuff just be talking about, you know, when I get married, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And when you get married, you might do all of that. But there may come a season when you got a thousand kids running around and $1,000 in money and $3,000 in bills, and you just don't feel like throwing that thing in a circle the way that you used to. But every now and then, you need to throw that thing in a circle just to defy the enemy. You just need to let the enemy know at the end of the day, I'm going to throw that thing in a circle. There's that book by Mo Isom that I was telling y'all about, about sex being worship and an, and an ultimate act of service. And so every now and then, I want you to turn up the flame and just remind yourself and remind him at the end of the day, we still got that fire. And sometimes you got to like the match yourself to see the fire. But I tell you what, but when the fire is lit, it helps keep things warm. Amen. All right. Kim Yates says, yes to the vision. My people perish for like a vision. Takari says, says, seriously, take a nap after this word. That's good. Charlotte Wilkins says, I'm not married, but you should continue to try to build in men versus looking at others. Um, Kim Yates says, yes to the throw that thing in a circle marriage ministry. Y'all pray for me. Um, Stephanie says, never compare your marriage slash life to others. You don't know what that person is putting up with. Uh, so true. Um, I'm out here shocking the people with the throw it in the circle, but I'm just saying. Um, Natasha says, sis, it's normal. Put Jesus at the center. Natasha says, marriage is two unperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. Yes, Stephanie, Yoshi says, whoever said marriage is a fairy tale, stop watching Disney. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. I understand that. Because it's definitely not. Marriage is a lot of work and it takes a lot of inner work. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of wisdom. Um, We have been like, I really think since like the Woman Evolve Conference, I feel like our life has just gone to another dimension. Like nothing in our life has actually changed. Like, well, like it's not like we've gone through a physical transition. It's really been more mentally, professionally, and spiritually that we have transitioned. And we have really just had our backs 
you know, against the wall, but we've had our backs against the wall together. And there are some moments where literally the only thing that gives us relief is being able to look over at one another and be like, but I'm doing it with my number one rider. And because I'm doing it with you, man, I got this. We'll, we'll, we'll handle it. Uh, so I just wanted to share that because we don't always have marriage talk on here. Um, Songtra says, I'm weak. Throw it in a circle. I'll see if it don't bless you. No, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay. <laughs> Latoya says, girl, you just spoke to me. Throw it in a circle. Throw that thing in a circle. Let me tell you something. Just remind, just so everyone can be on the same page about this thing. Okay. Just, it's still here. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I'm about to put my bonnet on when this circle is complete. When I finish this 360 degrees, I'm going to have my scarf on. But right now, a circle is going to be, and maybe you can't do a circle no more. Sometimes you've been in throwing your hip out. Throw it in a triangle. Throw it in a square. Don't just throw it around sometimes, okay? Just throw it around. Okay. Amen. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of comments about this podcast. All right. So I answered two advice questions <laughs> and I've done Rescue Eve and I've done Hail Mary and I have a snack for you all. Okay. And this snack, I'm going to share it and I hope it blesses your entire life. Okay. So this is what I want to say. <laughs> and then I want to take a nap or something because I feel like I'm stressing everyone out. Um. Okay, so this is what I want to say. I, you guys know, like most of the time I work out like at least three to four times a week. It's not because I love it. It's because I eat so much and I need to make sure that I'm just, you know, kind of counteracting some of the things that I like to eat. Like I will say that I eat right 70% of the time and then 30% of the time I just don't care at all and I just live my best life. But I, and I do what they, everyone says you shouldn't do and that is like watch the scale. And like, I've been eating right. Like I was consistently eating right up until like last week when they made me fry alligator. And I was consistently eating right and just doing the right thing. And I just was not seeing the scale move. And I realized that because my husband and I have been in such a stressful season and because I've been working out, like I would get up and work out all for three hours of sleep. I realized that I was working out, like when I first started working out at the beginning of this year, when I was like almost 200 pounds, I was working out because I was like, you know what? I just need to be healthy. I don't necessarily want to lose weight. I just want to be healthy. And so I was working out from the right place. And so I reached like 173 pounds. And so then it became like, I just want to make sure that I don't end up gaining weight. So I got to work out. I got to work out. I got to work out. And so I think that my perspective shifted from a healthy place of working out to a place of like pressure and anxiety. And because I'm already in a really stressful season of my life, like the idea of working out and eating right from a place that wasn't healthy became added stress. And I really feel like that is part of the reason why I wasn't seeing the scale moving. Like low-key, like all of this is like really spiritual to me because I feel like... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm an oversharer and we're going to talk about that next week. But I really do feel like part of my call 
is to show, you know, the modern woman of faith, like to really redefine what it means to be a Christian woman. And, you know, I utilize a lot of different tools to make sure that I represent the modern woman of faith differently. Like I'm so clear that this is what God has me on the earth to do is to really change what it means to be a woman of faith from this idea of, you know, just you know, I want to be the kind of woman that could have saved me when I was in my most wretched days. So, you know, like that's, so I'm authentically being myself and reaching those who I can. Having said that, I know that my health and wellness is a part of it. And, you know, I use a lot of different tools like fashion, makeup, glam sometimes to achieve those goals. Like goals, all of those are tools for me. But sometimes I can let the pressure of that keep me from being from giving myself a break and from just being like, girl, you got to love yourself no matter who you are. So I reached my goal weight and I then became obsessive in trying to maintain my goal weight out of fear that if I didn't maintain that goal weight, that I would somehow be letting like my calling down or I would just be like, whatever. So anyways, I stopped working out. <laughs> like I'm not stop, I'm not going to stop working out forever, but because I'm already stressed and not getting enough rest, I have decided that for me in this season, self-care does not look like getting up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning to make sure that I go to the gym and putting this pressure on myself and what I can and cannot do. It seems like it is counterintuitive to what my goal is because ultimately, of course, my goal is to be healthy and to be snatched and to make sure that, you know, I am fulfilling the best of who I am. But there are seasons when you cannot do it all. And what is a priority in one season may not be a priority in another season. Right now, my priority needs to be resting. My priority needs to be having a clear mind. It needs to be being able to minister from a pure place. And when I can get some of these pressures together, you know, like I'm planning the tour. We've got the clothing line tomorrow. I'm doing Thursday night service in LA. We've got Woman That Heart Loose next week. I have six whole children. Mackenzie is in school and she's growing and being. I'm going through staffing changes. I bought the, or I, you know, did the long-term lease for the office space. So like I need to make sure my books are straight. I'm doing payroll taxes. Like I have all of these different pressures and I'm building a structure to support who God has called me to be, like the actual professional structure. So right now, I cannot be obsessive over the things that, oh, like it's taxing for me to work out. I'm tired when I work out, so I don't bring the best of me into the part of me that is under construction right now. And so, yes, it's been great that I reached my goal weight, but okay, I got to hold that down the best way that I can without feeling pressure and without feeling shame while I work on another part of me that is under construction. So I'm saying all of this to say that there are going to be moments in your life where you have to be willing to be satisfied with where you are in one area so that you can shift your perspective to building up the other area. And you may not be able to achieve the same rhythm that you had. You may not be able to achieve a consistent rhythm that you have across the board, but you have to be okay with allowing some things to, I don't want to say like slack, but to rest. 
You have to be willing to let some things rest while other areas are being built. In my mind, I feel like I can work out. I can cook the kids dinner. I can preach. I can do the podcast. I can do the finances. I can fix the budget for the tour. I can look at the buses. I can build the do the build out and the renovations for the office space. In my mind, I can do all of those things at the same time. But I was actually becoming stressed and not that pleasant to be around. So I had to be willing to make some adjustments. Okay, so I hope that helps someone. Basically, what I'm saying is that balance doesn't always look like doing the same, doing everything at the same intensity. Sometimes balance is being willing to release one thing so that you can allow yourself to tend and care for another thing. So... So, Brianna says, a whole word. Drea Cash says, I appreciate you being real. Malia says, that's good. Natasha says, yes, balance is necessary. Danielle says, my grandma would say, do what's best for you. Yeah, sometimes it be like that. And then like beating yourself after you eat the carbs and then like going extra hard, it just becomes like a cycle. And every now and then I have to be like, you know what? I need to get my life together and really remember what really matters. Tamika says, listen, this has been just as life-changing as that Nair ministry. I told y'all about Nair. I, now I know somebody trying to cancel it, but as long as it's on the, the shelf, it, I told y'all, y'all better stop going and get a wax, put that lotion on and wash it off. Natasha says, peace sometimes is allowing others to help for sure. That's why that stuck out to me in that letter where the girl was saying that she hopes that, you know, God is helping me bring people to my life. And he is. We've been interviewing people and you know, just getting our life together so that we have support. But it's crazy, okay? It's been a crazy season. I think it's been a crazy season for everyone. And I think the incredible thing about promotion or acceleration is that um, you don't always know that you've been promoted (laughs) because life is always one step ahead of you. And so you don't even have time sometimes to glory and where you are now because God has given you the vision for next already. And when God gives you the vision for next, when everyone else is celebrating now, you don't celebrate the way that everyone else celebrates. Like so many people are like, I'm so proud of you. I'm this, I'm that. And I think that that's great. But God has already given me the vision for next. So I'm trying to execute next while everyone is celebrating now. And, um, you know, you you just keep pushing. You keep pushing. I will say that I'm doing the podcast in season so that I can have breaks, you know? So I think this season runs through November. And then in December, like we are working. And by working, I mean like, you know, traveling back and forth, ministering and doing our things with our businesses and all of that until like the second week of December. And then let me tell you, I'm, let me tell you, you want to know how how lit I'm ready to be come December? I'm thinking about getting braids. Everybody knows universally that when a girl, when a Black girl gets braids, it's her way of saying, I don't have time for it. I'm not doing nothing extra, no more than what I have to do. I'm thinking about getting braids in December. Um, but I, I love my wig so much, I don't know. But that's not. All right, that's enough random talk with SJR today. Listen, you have listened to the Woman Evolved podcast, and let me tell you something. We have had quite the episode today, but I just want y'all to know, I love you. I appreciate you. And the podcast is not the podcast unless we take a minute to pray. So God, I thank you so, so much. 
that you see fit to use me and all of my authenticity and all of my raggediness. And I ask that as we depart from one another this week, that you would just continue to fill us with your spirit, that you would give us your vision for our life, and that we would allow that vision to rise above any fears and insecurities. God, we've talked about so much today. We've talked about sexual assault. We've talked about abuse. We've talked about toxic relationships. And we've talked about ultimately our need to have wholeness. And so God, I ask that you would begin to give us the appetite for wholeness, that we would no longer have an appetite for comfort or for company or an appetite for us to just do our own things. And instead, we would desire nothing more than to be in your perfect will. So God, we say, who do you want us to be? Hold up a mirror of what we look like in heaven and then allow us to create an environment for that person to be developed. God, I thank you for my sisters and the fellas who listen in each and every week. I hope that you would do something supernatural in their life, that it would be a reminder that you hear their prayers, that you are ordering their steps, and that you have a plan for everything that they have experienced. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.